Our guest today shares how he went from being disappointed with himself, which led him to take on a personal development journey that has taken him to being co-host of a global top 100 podcast, a multi-six-figure show, and a sought-after coach and consultant. When people say it's never about the destination and it's always about the journey, I truly believe that that's the case. Have a listen. Having a good time being an entrepreneur, but until I become a business owner, I am going to be in trouble because I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. That was the the real big shift for me, and that's where it started, yeah. It started with, I have to go get a client. That was that was my initial start was... Well, welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today, we have an amazing guest. We have Kevin Palmieri. Kevin, I'm so excited to have you. Kevin has such an inspiring story, and I know this is going to help our audience of listeners. Kevin, please tell us who you are and what's your mission. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I am Kevin Palmieri. As Priscilla mentioned, I am the co-host, the co-founder, and the CFO of Next Level University. We are a global top 100 podcasts with, as of today, I think 990 episodes uh, listened to in 125 plus countries. And every single day, our goal is to add value to our community. Our approach is heart-driven, but no BS, holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. So we want to help people achieve holistic success in their life, whatever that means to them. Amazing. I love that. It's about whatever level you are, getting to that next level and chasing mm-hmm. that dream. That's yep. exciting. Well, congratulations on 900 plus episodes. Thank I can't you. even imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a journey a to say the least. Work. It's been a lot of hard work. Yeah, we're going to cross a thousand. I don't remember the day. I think it's the 11th. Either the 11th or the 13th of June will be our 1000th episode. It's on a Sunday. So I will celebrate with pizza and relaxation, most likely. Oh, that's amazing. So excited for you on that. Thank you. Now, Kevin, tell us, how did you get to this point? Um, Take us back and tell us your story. Yeah, Sure, sure. So just for context, Priscilla and the audience, I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I didn't meet my dad until I was 27. So in early in life, I was trying to figure things out and I was thinking to myself, is my family normal? Am I normal? I don't understand why everything seems so different than other families. But after high school, all of my friends decided that they were going to go away to college. And I didn't know what I wanted to do in the world, but I knew I didn't want to go to college. I was certain of that. And when all my friends went away and they were living the dream and meeting people and partying and having these new experiences, I was waking up at five in the morning, going to a job, pumping gas from six in the morning till two in the afternoon. And that was my full-time job. That's what I was doing while everybody else was at college. And I did that for a few years. And then I just job hopped. I was just trying to figure out what to do. I was a personal trainer. I cleaned hospital floors and bathrooms. I operated a forklift. I drove a truck. I was in construction. I was on-call firefighter for a short time. And I eventually ended up getting this really good job in what's called the weatherization industry. So the weatherization industry is... Our job is to come into a school or a fire station or a police station or a library, something that's state-owned, a big state-owned building, and we would save them money through making their buildings more energy efficient. And 
it was really nice because I made a lot of money doing that. I was, it was a very high paying job since we were working directly with a state. If you looked at me when I was 25, you would assume that I had the most incredible life. I was making good money. I had a sports car. I had just done a bodybuilding show. So I was in the best shape of my life. My girlfriend was a model. I had a new apartment by all outside standards. I had what anybody could really, really want, but inside I was miserable. I I was not happy. I had super low self-esteem. I wasn't confident. I didn't know what I was going to do with my future. And I just didn't really like who I was. And one day, Priscilla, my girlfriend came to me and said, I want to, I want to move across the country, Kev. So we lived on the East coast of the United States. She said, I want to move to the West coast and I want to chase my dreams. And I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to start a business. And I was so scarce. I was so afraid. I was so uncertain. I had such low self-esteem and self-belief that I gave her every reason in the world why we shouldn't do it. And I said, I'm not doing that. I'm not interested in that. And you shouldn't be either. She ended up leaving me a few weeks after that. And she ended up going and chasing her dreams. And I'm very happy she did that. But when she did, I had to look in the mirror and I didn't like who I was. I didn't like who I was as a man. I wasn't proud of the fact that I tried to hold somebody back from accomplishing their dreams when now that literally is my job. So it was very hard for me. And that was when I started self-improvement and I started personal development. That was the beginning of the journey for me. Now, the problem is throughout my lifetime, I have a history of thinking that external results are going to bring me internal fulfillment. So I thought having a beautiful girlfriend and all those things would make me happy inside. Well, after she left, I focused on money. So after she left, I said, you know what? This next year, I'm going to make the most money ever. That's going to make all my problems go away. This is going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And that next year, I ended up getting promoted. I was a foreman at the company I was working for. And by the end of that year, I had been on the road for 10 months. So we did a lot of traveling where we would go work in other states. And I was on the road every single week for 10 months straight out of that 12 months. But when we got to the end of the year, I opened up my final pay stub. I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. And I had another one of those moments of, oh, nothing changed. I'm still insecure. I still am not confident. I still don't know what I want out of my future. I'm still not living the life that I thought I was living. Shortly thereafter, I started a podcast. That was that was my initial dive into podcasting. And the, the podcast for me came about because I was living f- most of my life unconsciously. The opposite of unconscious was hyperconscious. So that's what I named that that first podcast. It was the hyperconscious podcast. Deep conversations with deep people. That was what I was aiming for. And it was a passion project, but I I wanted to do it. I felt like I was actually making a difference in the world for once. And it just it got harder and harder and harder for me to go to work. I was calling out, I was leaving work early. I didn't care about my job. I just I stopped caring and it kept getting more challenging and more challenging and it pulling me more out of alignment and more out of alignment. I was just so miserable and tired and run down. It got to the point, Priscilla, where I was in a hotel room in New Jersey and my alarm clock went off at 5.15 in the morning and I woke up and I slid to the edge of the bed and I was lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it is there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, but everyone was on a different station. And one was saying, you're stuck here forever. 
One was saying, you'll never make this kind of money again. What will your friends think? What will your family think? And the loudest one was, do you really think you could be a successful podcaster? And in that moment, I didn't. I had no idea how to do that. I did not believe it was possible. And I felt like if I ended my life, I would take my problems with me. And that wasn't the first time I had thought that or felt that way. That was the the worst time for sure. I'm very blessed because I have a good tight-knit group around me. And I messaged one of my friends, who's now my business partner and the CEO of the company. And I said, hey, I'm really struggling. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. And he said, so much has changed over the last couple of years for you, Kev. You have this podcast, you're studying yourself and self-improvement, your awareness is higher than it's ever been, but your environment, your surroundings haven't changed that much. I think it's time for you to make a, a change. And I left my job three or four months later and went full-time into what we're doing today. I was broke for three years. I couldn't get my car fixed when it broke down. I couldn't afford Christmas presents for my girlfriend, now fiance, two years in a row. So I would like to say that it was easy leaving the job and getting to where we are today, but I would say it was probably more challenging the last five years than the first 27 years of my life. Thank you for sharing that with us. You know, so many great things in what you said. I think we have to just celebrate that, that ability to let someone know what's really going on with you. I think it's hard for many people, Priscilla, because they don't have people in their life that they trust. You know, it's a lot of our relationships are based on the past. A lot of our relationships are based on who we used to be. One of my favorite questions to have people ask is, are the people in your life the best from your past or the best for your future? Most of the people in my life at that time were, they were the best for my future. So I felt safe enough. I felt comfortable enough. I felt like I could be vulnerable with them. And I think that's one of the through lines of my life. And the reason I am where I am today is because I just am very blessed to have very positive people around me. And if you're not positive, I really do my best to distance myself. You've got to have a tight group of people around you that care about what you care about. They care about you. They care about supporting you. That's, that's such an important facet of success and fulfillment in general. And how do we hold ourselves back as new entrepreneurs? And how can we really make that first initial breakthrough to go into this thing that we've decided to to do? I would say the thing that I've seen the most and definitely I experienced at a, at a fairly deep level is you think that starting your own business or becoming an entrepreneur is going to fix things inside of you and it's going to build belief and it's going to build confidence At the beginning, you are the business. So you have to heal the parts of you from your past that are holding you back or your business just will not succeed. I think we assume that business success will help us and it will make us better and we'll be more confident and we'll be all those things when in reality, I think you need to start there and that will help you with your business as an early entrepreneur. And then the other thing I would say is You have to really understand your relationship with your self-worth. One of the most common mistakes I've seen is people say, I'm worth more than this. So yes, I want to design websites, but I I, $10,000 or nothing. I I charge $10,000 and if you don't want to pay $10,000, I won't do it because I'm worth $10,000. When in reality, in the beginning, it's more important to build momentum. It's more important to say, yes, I am worth this, 
but I also need proof. I also need to make sure that I'm practicing my craft. I need referrals. I need testimonials. I need content. So I think that people either undershoot their self-worth and they say, I'm not good enough to help this person. I'm not even going to try, or I'm not good enough to charge for what I do. I'm not even going to try, or they overshoot and say, I only charge $10,000 and that's it. If you don't want to pay that, I'm not going to work with you. I did that in the beginning. We had a client who I said, what you're looking for is $1,500 a month. And this person is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. $1,500 is nothing to this person. They came back and said, what if we do $1,000 a month and I pay you three months up front? And I'll also give you a shout out on the podcast and a bunch of other stuff. And I said, no. I said, it's $1,500 or we're not going to be able to do it. That person said, good luck. I'm going to do it myself. And they never talked to me again. So I made that mistake in the beginning. So I very much understand that I think a lot of people are on either side of that center line. What you mentioned that in the beginning, you are looking for, you want to get testimonials. You want to get proof. You Mm. want to get moving. You want to get other people, word of mouth, sharing about the work you do. And that's, that's the first goal. You will get an opportunity to charge what you believe you're worth. But in the beginning, you need to get those things in place. So mm-hmm. such such a good advice. Thank you. Now, the other thing is entre- entrepreneurs also struggle with just that confidence of now even being able to tell people, like, what do you do? Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you kind of deal with that? You're starting out and really there's not really much to see. You're trying to get things in order and just that confidence to step into, okay, yes, I am an entrepreneur. I still struggle with that on certain days. There's days where I think, do I know anything? Do I even know what I'm doing? I definitely still have those days, even though I've been doing it for however many years. One of the things that helped me was I just learned. When I didn't understand numbers, I started watching college online courses about numbers. When I didn't understand certain business things, economics, I started studying those. So I call it personalized learning. Where are the biggest weak spots that you have? How much energy, time, money have you put into shoring up those weak spots? And if if you don't have an answer to that, maybe it's time to do that. I think that a lot of people get into business because they think business is going to be fun, not because they study business. If you think of it this way, most people end up in a relationship at some point in their life, but most people don't ever study relationships. So it's not really a surprise that most relationships don't last. I look at it with business as the same thing where business is easy. Now it's easy to start. You pay somebody $500 for your LLC and or wherever you are in the world and you're off to the races where maybe you didn't study it. Maybe you only started it because you thought it would be a, a quick path to money, right? When honestly it takes a long, long time. That helped me really studying and really learning the industry and this is a dangerous one, but oftentimes people say, don't compare yourself to other people. I think it's important to compare yourself to other people to realize where the ceiling is and where the floor is. That helps me tremendously when we were a hundred episodes in on the podcast, I would compare to other podcasts that had a hundred episodes. And I would say, oh, you know what? We're actually better than them in, in terms of speaking or maybe getting our point across. Oh, our marketing's not nearly as good. Okay, we got to come up on that. That's really helped me because I don't know where I actually sit. 
I don't know where I land between the ceiling and the floor. I think you have to compare yourself. Now, you can't compare yourself and allow that to affect your self-worth. It should it can affect your approach and your strategy. But I do think it's important to at least know where you stand. If you don't know you're in last place, how do you know how much harder to run before the finish line? If you don't know you're in second place, you don't know that you have to give a push before that finish line. So I think a little bit of constructive comparison is very, very helpful because oftentimes, and I say this to my clients all the time, when you start talking to somebody who has never worked on what you're working on, so for me, when I'm talking to podcasters, you remember very quickly, oh yeah, there's a lot of people who have no idea anything about podcasting. They have no clue. And I've lost sight of how much I actually know. So oftentimes, talking to somebody for the first time will really, really help you realize how much you actually know. Because you're a professional and they're, they're a newbie. So I think that helps. That, that small comparison is helpful. A lot of difficulty people experience with the point of beginning to go after sales. Mm. So I thought, let me get your advice on that. Let me get some tips for our audience on that to say, okay, you're starting out, you're struggling with sales. Let's get your take on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a very good question. Uh, this is what I would say. And again, this is probably against what a lot of people say. I would just be yourself. I really, I know it sounds overly simple, but I had a client who she said, I'm going to go work at a car dealership. What is your advice for me? And I said, this is my advice. I want you to number one, be yourself. Number two, add more value than anybody else. And when people tell you what they want, give them exactly what they want. And over the next 12 months, I think she did $100,000 in sales. It's not because she has a script. It's not because she has a hook. It's because when people tell you what they want and you can provide actual value on that, it's not sales. It's finding the right fit. So I think you have to find your own unique thing. When I'm on the phone with a potential client, I just am me. This is the same version that you get. I'll literally say, okay, what you're looking for is X amount of dollars. If, you're, if you want to do it, cool. If not, no stress at all. I'm still going to like you. I'll still like your stuff and I'll still root for you to succeed. That's worked for me. I think you have to be yourself because if you're, if you're working off a script or you have to say a certain thing at a certain time or you have to use scarcity or whatever, you're not being yourself. It's almost like you have to learn how to be somebody else in order to do something you've never done. I would say try to do it on your own. Try to be you and really think, how can I add the most value and then how can I solve this person's problem? We give away so much stuff. But that's one of the reasons we have so many clients because if I give you a level seven value for free, you're going to say, well, I'll pay for a level eight. Yeah, I want more. I want more value. I want more value. So I think that we're in a different time now where sales comes after value. Add value, add value, add value, then you can ask. But you have to add value first, always. You cannot ask until you've added value. That the fact that people are getting so much value from, from you over time, at some yep. point, they're going to feel like, oh, well, you know what? I, let me get to the next level. And they don't really care about the price that much because they're like, ah, they've already given me so much anyway. Yeah. So I think that shift in mindset about, 
you know, how to serve, how to give value, how to get that sale is definitely yeah. something that's important. I was just going to say, and you have to get comfortable with the numbers. That's where I see a lot of people get, they get slipped up is when it goes from potential to profit, it's like, well, how much is it? And then that's where your physiology, eh, it's $700. Instead of saying, well, our services are $700 a month. Like you just have to have confidence because people can feel that uncertainty. I remember the first time I started talking about thousand or multi-thousand dollar a month packages, I would like shell up. I was so scared. I was so scared. And then I had a client one time who said, I'm going to be your easiest sale ever. How much is it? And I, I don't remember the price on what she was looking for. I think I said it was, I was like, oh, cool. It's $997 a month. And then she's like, what? And it was this really hard conversation, but I felt so confident being able to say that. So understand that part of it too. When you're when you're talking about like the real numbers and the money and the pricing, a lot of us think that's taboo. And to some people it is, but you got to get confident saying that stuff because when people ask, I think it's worth telling them. Really, really good one. Because I think like you said, most of us, the moment we have to talk about money where we just, our voice just drops low. Mm. And <laughs> so just being conscious of that. Now, you've got, you know, you're approaching celebrating 1,000 episodes. How have you been so consistent in performance? I think for entrepreneurs, just that consistency in whatever you do. How? What's your <laughs> secret to that? Yeah. <laughs> One of the ways is there's two of us. So Alan, I have a co-host and a co-founder and, and you know a business partner, and I have built-in accountability. There are times where if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have shown up and vice versa. That's one part. So you got to build in some sort of accountability, whether it's a peak performance partner, a coach, whatever it may be. I think the other one though, the, the deepest level is it's my mission. It's my purpose. It's not, I did not start this with any intention of making money to a detriment, but it was for purpose. I mean, when I was sitting on the edge of the bed suicidal, my thought was after I got through that, my thought was, I don't ever want anybody to have to go through what I just went through. So it, this is very personal to me. This is very close to my heart. This is this is a mission for us. So it's at the point now where I know if I don't show up, I'm not helping the people who are relying on me. It's a very heavy responsibility, but it's something that we take very seriously because when somebody gives you your attention, you have to deliver. You have to deliver. And the last thing I'll say is, I have more perceived pain, and this is all habits really in general, anything having to do with consistency. I have more perceived pain with not doing it than I do doing it. So as an example, Alan and I are, we were talking the other day on the podcast and we said, you know, we haven't been as focused on fitness lately. I feel like I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I want to lose 10 pounds by August 1st. Alan said, awesome. I want to lose 10 pounds by August 1st. Awesome. So what we did was we cr created a commitment device. So this is a little consistency hack. On the podcast, we said, if Kevin does not hit 170 pounds by August 1st, Kevin does not get to record the 1,000th episode. If Alan does not hit 180 pounds by August 1st, Alan does not get to record that episode. If neither of us do, we miss. Now, you might not have a podcast, so you might not be able to do that, but another good way to do that is to say, 
if you're an entrepreneur, early entrepreneur, I will reach out to 10 potential leads this week or I will donate $25, $50, $100 to a charity I do not believe in. If you are adamantly against smoking cigarettes, you got to donate $100 to a cigarette company. I guarantee you will be more likely to accomplish your goals because the pain of not doing it is higher than the pain of doing it. And that's just human nature. Humans require necessity in order to facilitate change. Ah, great hack. A powerful hack too. Um, You know, since I was listening to you, I wanted to ask you, you said you started off, this was a passion project and you weren't thinking about the money almost to your detriment. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs will uh, identify with that. And then at some point, something switches. I don't know what switches. And now you have this multiple six-figure business. What switched? (laughs) My credit cards were getting quite um, negative. That's what I'll say. I, when I left my job, I had $10,000 in the bank. My car was paid off and I moved in with a friend and I was paying $500 a month rent. So my living expenses were very, very, very low. When that started to go away when I started to lose my nest egg. And when I put myself 30,000 or $35,000 in debt, that's when to me, it was like, okay, we have to start making some money. Honestly, it was harder than I thought. That's, that's what happened is I thought it was going to be easy. It was challenging. And then I realized that we had to make money or the business was not going to succeed. So what shifted for me was reality. It was the reality of podcasting is fun. I'm having a good time being an entrepreneur, but until I become a business owner, I am going to be in trouble because I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. That was the the real big shift for me. And that's where it started. Yeah. It started with, I have to go get a client. That was, that was my initial start was, okay, we're going to do coaching. That's makes the most sense. All right, cool. I got a client for free. So I always try to practice what I preach. I reached out to somebody in the community I said, hey, I'm looking to start coaching, doing some mindset performance coaching. Are you interested? It's free. And she said, yeah, sure. Love it. Coach for free for a couple months. Then I went to 50 bucks a week, 75 bucks a week, 100 bucks a week. And that's how it started. But it started from the necessity of not being able to pay my bills. That's really where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Because I know a lot of people are in that area where they're like, okay, I don't know what to do. I really truly believe in doing this, but I don't know how to turn that. And that's key being becoming a business owner. Mm. Thanks for sharing that, Kevin. Uh, My last two questions are always, what is the number one book that you would recommend to an early entrepreneur? And what has faith meant to you on your journey? I would say the number one book, I would say it's a book called Business Made Simple by Donald Miller. And you will learn more in that book than some people learn in college. So that is a very, very powerful book. And what does faith mean to me or what has it meant to me? It has meant that, and it means to me now that this is all worth it. No matter what happens, no matter whether or not I make it to where we want to make it and have the impact we want to have, it is all worth it. And it's, it's worth all the long nights, the early mornings, the uncertainty, the fear, the pain, the all of that. It is way more worth it than I ever thought. But yeah, that's what faith means to me. This will be worth it. And I know a lot of people struggle with that, but I, I'm very blessed. Oh, I know I said those are my last two questions, but I got I to gotta fit this one in before I let you go, Kevin. If you had to choose just only one thing that has been 
the most impactful in your journey so far? I know you've done so many things to work on yourself, personal development wise. Like, what is the one thing that you would say if you can do this to start off with? This has mm. been the most impactful. Hmm. I, I, can I can I can I say two? Can I say two? Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> one. Surround yourself with people who have the results you want. And I know the initial thought is, well, I don't know how. It's easier said than done. Yes, it is definitely easier said than done, but it's definitely possible. You got to find a way. Get creative. Start a podcast and have people on. Like that's that's an easy way to do it. And then the second thing I would say is start asking why. As I mentioned, the first podcaster, this podcast started as hyperconscious. Hyperconscious means acutely aware. And our slogan was when you change the way you think, you change the way you act, and you change the way you live. You got to start asking, why am I acting this way? Why did that bother me? Why don't I believe I can do this? I think you got to start looking at your past. We tend to be future oriented and say, this is where I want to be in five years. Love that. So important. But the reason you're where you are today is not what you did yesterday. A lot of it has to do with the conditioning that you had when you were younger or the trauma that you faced. You got to look in the past to realize why you're where you are today in order to break free of that for the future. So ask yourself why, self-reflect, dig into self-awareness. Super important. Uh, I'm so glad that we ended with that question. <laughs> now to our audience, please go to nextleveluniversity.com and get a free course. Kevin, tell us a little bit about what you're going to find there. Yes. So Alan and I like to over-deliver. That's always our goal. And we said, we want to do something free. We don't want it to be a free PDF or anything like that. Like, what can we provide to our community that will be valuable? So we sat down in our studio and we recorded an hour and a half video course that is totally free. You can download it. There's worksheets. You can take it at your own pace. And we talk about the most important fundamentals that have helped us. So we talk about consistency, commitment, community, clarity, and confidence. Those are the five C's that we really think have moved the needle for us and our clients. So totally free. Take it at your own pace. Share it with your friends. It's yours. Thank you so much for that. And just to go back to that, it's nextleveluniversity.com. Thank you so much, Kevin, for your time. And thank you for sharing so much with us. You're so welcome. For more information, freebies, and clips from various episodes, please follow us on Instagram at Reinventing Perspectives or go to our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com. Thank you so much for your time. We absolutely value your time and even more, we value your feedback. Don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you so much and see you again next week. Mm -hmm.